Hi, everybody. This is Marna Thal with the Thin Within podcast, where I give you mental secrets for weight loss mastery. And many of you have said to me, Marna, why don't you take your weekly Facebook lives and put them on your podcast? So here is this week's Facebook Live. Are you ready to talk all things sexual trauma abuse? There's a few things. One, I want to talk about the weight gain trauma and abuse connection. All of you wanted me to talk about that last week, and so I want to bring this up. I know this is a sensitive topic, and I really, really understand that. I don't want to put you ever in any situation where you don't feel safe or comfortable. Let's talk about sexual abuse, sexual trauma, and the connection with weight and what I've seen and ways to help you navigate this. If you are still caught up in your own story, your own pain, your own trauma, or you're worried that perhaps or potentially you could be re-traumatized or you don't trust yourself with the opposite sex or same sex or you're worried about, you find yourself, you'll get to a certain weight and then all of a sudden that weight loss will slow down and come to a standstill and then you'll start putting on weight. And I have some tips and some tools that you can use today that I'm hoping will be really helpful. So let's just talk about your body and its design. We know that your mind and your body are designed to love, protect, nurture you, and keep you alive. Whenever there's an abuse, a trauma, something happens, whether it's sexual, emotional, physical, uh, verbal, our bodies want to protect us. It wants to keep us safe. And one of the ways it can do that is by creating, unconsciously of course, a barrier. And that can be with food so that we naturally create a barrier. It could be with alcohol. It could be going to a therapist and getting that out verbally. But we need a way to move this energy, this trauma, this abuse out of our system. Otherwise, it gets stuck in our mind, in our body, and then we just keep feeling traumatized by whatever's going on. And sadly, a lot of us use a lot of different things, but in this case, there could be the use of food as this unconscious way to nurture, to love, protect, keep ourselves safe. And so knowing this, how do we begin to heal this. Now, first I wanna say that I am not a therapist. I'm just looking at this from the vantage point of what I see and what I've seen help women when it comes to losing weight and navigating and moving through this from a weight standpoint. So I think it's just really, imp I want you all to know that if you feel that this really triggers you, seek out therapy, seek out support. You can seek me out. I can help get you in touch with somebody who could help you, okay? I just wanna be really sensitive to, I know this is a sensitive topic. So what I've seen that has helped the most around trauma and abuse, and we're going to look at it in two ways. Let's start with the thing that I see just to help dissipate its energy over you. When I did Landmark, one of the things they have you do is create a story that still traumatizes you, that still is getting in the way, that you're still living into. And in this case, and how I like to use it with my home study members and my, and my private clients, 
is what I like to do is have you write out your stories. I have them write out their story. So if you've had a traumatic incident that you are still replaying and you know that it's impacting your body, your weight, how you show up in the world, then writing out your story is a really beautiful way to start to look at it. Because again, we don't want something just bouncing around in your head. We got to get this out of you. So writing it out just is one therapeutic. It's great to get this out of your body. Then the next thing I would want you to do is start reading it. Hopefully we want to get to is that you can read your story that you are carrying with you. That's a burden to you and your heart and your mind. And we can neutralize its power over you so that you read it and you don't feel so traumatized by it anymore. You've got to be open to letting it go and move through you. So the way we do that is you write your story, one. Two, you start reading it out loud to yourself two, three times. Next, what you do is you start using a different voice, a silly voice, a goofy voice, a clowny voice, a deep voice, a high-pitched voice, a silly voice. You start to read it in these different voices. And what it starts to do is it starts to work on you hearing it and you starting to not have so much emotionally tied to that story. And when we can start to release that story inside of our mind and inside of our body, we know it's not going to have the same charge when we think about it. We're not going to need that protection, that love, that nurturing as much in the way of food. So emotionally, it starts to really heal that. And what I find is that some people can do this and in a day. They're like, Psh, it is done. It is out of my system. I'm feeling so good. Others of you might need to replay this story over and over and it might take days, weeks, maybe a month. But it's worth it. It's worth it to get this story out of your mind, heart, body, and so it doesn't have its power over you anymore. So that's the way that I like to use in terms of any traumatic stories that you have that play out in your head and are playing out in your life. That's the way I like to neutralize that. Now let's talk about maybe you don't have a lot of power over it, but you notice that when you start losing weight, you start getting scared or you get worried that you're going to cheat on your husband or wife you get scared that you're going to be really seductive. You're going to be so promiscuous. You're going to get re-traumatized by being slimmer and leaner. Anything that you can't seem to, that just occupies a lot of your time, energy, space. I've had hundreds of women come to me with rape, abuse, um, molestation, awful stories that some of you have probably experienced as well, that shaped your relationship with food. And you may have noticed unconsciously your body wanting to protect it in the way of weight. Other people could go to sex and be promiscuous. Other people could go to having unhealthy sexual relationships. Other people might go to drugs. Other people might go to drinking. Other people. So when we're looking at a healthy way to deal with it, there's a few things that I see happen when it comes down to start losing weight and then starting to be nervous. I, get, I hear this all the time. What if I'm so attractive that I want to leave my partner? 
What if I am so attractive, I won't trust myself to not be really sexually promiscuous? What if I get all this attention? That doesn't feel very comfortable to me. So all of these things are really, really powerful, really important to look at and navigate. And sometimes what I see is that you'll get to a certain point in your weight loss, and then that's the time that we need to start addressing that particular issue area so that we can uncover and unpack what's really going on. So one of the things we're going to do inside of the inner circle in March is look at the area of trust. Because trust is a really big area in terms of when you've had abuse and you've had a trauma, there's something about like, I don't trust myself, or I don't trust the world, or I don't trust men, or I don't trust other people are not going to harm and abuse and create a traumatic experience for me. So we are going to talk about trust in various areas of our lives, but we're doing that in March. If that's something you feel like you want to do and partake in, what I would recommend is connecting with myself or Kate, kate at thinwithin.com, and she can get you connected with the inner circle. One of the things that I really like in terms of being part of the inner circle is that you've either done the 30-day challenge or you've done the home study course or you've done the Thin Within method because otherwise you might feel overwhelmed coming into the inner circle doing this work. So just as a side note, if that's something that is you feel like, oh, I really could use some trust work, that's what we're going to do in March. So now let's look at what you can do from the vantage point if that's coming up for you. You're not, you're worried that if you lose weight, something's going to happen or you start self-sabotaging when you get down to a certain weight. So there are a few things that you can do. We know that you have these two different types of brains, right? We have this old like inner two-year-old brain. We have this old hind brain that works from a very animalistic place. And sometimes we worry that that part of us will come out. <laughs> so when we're looking at this work, we really want to come from our frontal cortex. We want to come from an adult part of ourselves in looking at this. Okay. So when I say that, you don't want to do the work ideally late at night, unless you're in a really good frame of mind. I want you to be in a place where you can actually do the work and really look at this from your adult brain. And here's some questions that you can ask yourself. One, what would happen if you did receive attention? So we start looking at it. Let's unpack this. Let's look at the worst case scenario or what you're really scared of. So you can start really looking at what are my true fears here? What if I do get some extra attention? Is that okay? Because here's the thing, we can't control if somebody's gonna look at you or whistle or say, hey, good looking or, or give you a look. What you can control is how you respond to it and feel about it. You can hold the space of, oh, that was really sweet that they gave me a compliment. That's really nice. I don't have to act on it. I can notice that that doesn't make me feel terribly comfortable and I'm okay. I'm safe. We can't control all things in the external environment if someone's going to look at you. So what would happen if you did receive attention? I want you to get clear, like, what's the worst that will happen? So you get some stares, you get some looks, okay? Worst cases, you'd be totally re-traumatized. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. So what can I do to deal with this attention? Two, how would your adult self handle it? Not your inner two-year-old, not that part of you that's kicking and screaming and freezing and not that fight or flight response. 
Okay. How would your adult self handle it? What would you like your adult self to do if you received some attention and it didn't feel comfortable for you? You just take in the compliment and you move on or you leave the establishment or wherever you are or you tell that person, hey, that doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Please don't say that again. Like start looking at really we've got to look at this so that you start to develop a plan. You have a plan. And then when you have a plan, it doesn't feel so scary. Third thing, is there something inside of your relationship or your marriage that would have you consider cheating or leaving the marriage? That's an area I hear, like, I'm really worried I would just leave my husband. It's usually husband. It's not, I haven't had very many people say they would leave their wife, but it could very well be that. I'd leave my relationship. I'd leave my partner. So that's a side note. That's something else going on inside of the marriage that needs to be dealt with and addressed. Is there something inside of your marriage that needs to be dealt with that would have you think, hey, listen, I really would probably leave it. Fourth, do you feel safe being looked at? Just identifying. Do you feel safe being looked at? Why or why not? And if you don't feel safe and it doesn't feel comfortable, is there something that you could do or say to yourself to be more comfortable with it? Like, this is just a compliment. I can accept this compliment. I'm open to accepting this compliment. I'm open to someone looking at me and telling myself I'm safe and I'm okay. Is there something inside of you that really needs to be strengthened and questioned and asked for, from you that can feel safe and comfortable with someone looking at you or somebody giving you attention or somebody whistling or something like that. And then this is where you start to really look at what could help me feel safe? What could help me feel more comfortable inside of my mind, inside of my skin? These are big questions, but they're worth your time and energy and love and patience to look at them. The other thing I would want you to consider is what would you do? So play out different scenarios in your mind. So what do I do? I'm gonna go out and getting a drink or whatnot and somebody hits on me. What am I going to do? What do you want to do in that situation? What could you do that feels safe and comfortable to you? Because what I don't want you to do is hide from your life. What I want you to do is build up enough self-confidence and self-esteem and self-love and self-worth that you can go places and feel safe and feel comfortable and can accept a compliment without feeling like it's unsafe inside of you and feel scared inside of you and triggering inside of you to wanna to eat and protect and, and get food. Next, how can you protect yourself and feel safe as you lose weight and are out and about in the world? Okay, so let's look at some things that you can do that I found that have been helpful for my clients who are losing weight and they notice all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I'm feeling a little bit exposed. I'm feeling a little uncomfortable in my skin. I'm feeling a little vulnerable as I've taken some of this weight off. And so, so there's four things I, I thought of that could be helpful for you. One is you can always carry something like pepper spray. Carrying something so that you feel like you have something on you if something feels really uncomfortable and out of control. Two, I've seen women take self-defense classes 
and feel very, very strong and a sense of security around here's what I could do if there was an attack or an abuse or a trauma so that I can feel safe and protected saying things out loud like, no, stop it, you know, and just really given the tools from a self-defense class or safety class so that you have tools in your tool belt to go, you know what, I know how to protect myself. Third, if it's later at night and I'm by myself, I typically always park in a lit area. I never park by a van that doesn't have windows. If I got thrown in a van that didn't have windows, nobody could see me. When I come back out to my car, I scan it and I look inside and and then when I'm inside, I lock the door. So I do things to protect my space. So I always have my phone on me. I have my, usually I have my Apple watch on me that I could call somebody. I can text or whatever. I can 911 or whatever I need to do. So looking at how can you protect yourself when you're out and about in the world so you feel so much more confident in yourself and in your ability to feel safe. Because most of this is around protection and safety. And the more you can feel safe and protected, the better. Sometimes you feel like, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to, I don't even want to go anywhere or do anything. And that could be fine. But if there's a part of you that's ready to stretch out of your comfort zone, you're feeling lighter, you're feeling thinner, you're feeling happy, and you're like, I'm ready to date. You just take one little step at a time. For me, when it came to dating, I felt safe when I would just meet somebody for a quick drink. I didn't want a big commitment at first. I wanted, I didn't want to like sit with someone for three hours for dinner or have a whole day date. For me, it was like, I want to just get in and get out and kind of just see how I feel about you. If I want to have another date, amazing. But I wanted to do it in a lit place. I wanted to meet up. I didn't want them coming to my home. I wanted to meet up and have that experience so that I could feel really safe in my space, in my body, and in control. So these are some things that you can start to do to start to get in front of and deal with some of these thoughts and feelings and body image pieces around sexual abuse and sexual trauma or any kind of trauma. Because the trauma can keep living in your heart, in your body, in your mind, unless you do the work to move it out. Have you ever had an old boyfriend or a girlfriend that you just loved so much and you were like obsessed with him or her and you were like, oh, I just love him or her so much. And then you break up and you're like, how am I ever going to live without that person in my life? They're just like everything to me. And it feels like, no, I'm never going to be able to live without this person. I have a boyfriend that I was with for seven, eight years. And then I didn't know how it was ever going to happen, how I could ever really live without him, how I could ever part ways. And now I have no feelings about him. None. It would be fine to see him. There's no that feeling anymore. I neutralized it with time, with energy, with thoughts, with changing the field of thought. And obviously meeting my husband, it, it changed. That's how I want you to feel about your experiences. And some of you have to be open and willing to move through them. Yes, they make up you and your life and they are part of you. I just don't want them to be the biggest part of you or, or creating fear of weight loss, fear of connection, fear of vulnerability, fear of your body. Because sometimes you get scared, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be exposed. And so these are questions that you can start asking yourself. 
The best thing you can do with all of this is face it, confront it, look at what you're really scared of. Sometimes I just look at what's the worst case scenario, okay? And then I create a plan for that. So some of you know, a year and a half ago, we lost, almost two years ago, I lost my aunt to cancer. And my mom said to me, it makes me nervous just thinking about potentially losing. My mom's been with my dad since they were 14 and 15 years old. Crazy. And she's like, it makes me scared. Like, what would happen to me? And I said, well, and I understand that you're scared, but let's just start looking at when you're thinking about how scary it is. How would I do this? How could I do this? I said, why don't you start making a list and then starting to ask dad how to help you navigate some of these things so that you don't have this fear bouncing around in your head as much. And we can start facing this. And this is the same thing that happens sometimes with trauma. It's like, oh my God, how am I gonna face my marriage, myself, my relationship, dating, all of these things? And we get so scared instead of really facing them really looking at our life and our situation and what we're actually really scared of and you can face it and face what it is that you actually are really worried about and then when you have a plan all of a sudden it's like heaven it's like okay I don't have to be scared about that I now know how I'm going to deal with that then all of a sudden you don't have to be so scared and wouldn't that be nice for it to just feel like an experience that happened to you that isn't driving your desire to eat, your desire to not date, because I'd really like for you to feel safe and knowing that you as a strong, powerful, incredible woman can take care of yourself and here's how you're gonna do it. The other thing that is sometimes helpful to recognize is that you aren't the age anymore. Let's say you were traumatized or had abuse or had something happen to you and you were 12 to 15 or six to 18 or whatever it is to recognize, wow, now I'm a woman. Now, what can I do as a woman, as a strong, independent, amazing, strong woman, handling it can look really different than feeling like you're that 12 year old that doesn't have the voice, that, that may not have the resources to say no, to know what to do. There's also a lot of fear because in, when it comes to trauma, as many of you know, from a psychological standpoint, we have this fight or flight. We either fight or we freeze. And the fear is, if you're a freezer, the fear is, is well, if I get into another situation, I'll freeze. And that's so painful to me to feel like I don't have control and I just froze and I didn't do anything. That scares me. So that's when you want to look at self-defense practicing no, looking at ways to then having pepper spray or something and starting to trust that you would actually do something, what would you do instead of freezing? Because the freezing feels so powerless. Oftentimes, if that's the case, if you've frozen, often, you know, clearly therapy is, is amazing, but also looking at some self-defense and how to move into action and simple action that could help protect and love and nurture you, okay? If nothing else, you start to look at any trauma, any abuse, anything that is still playing out in your mind, you start to relax the conversation, you write it out, you, you read it out several times, two, three times in your voice, start changing the voices so that you can start hearing it read 
in a different voice. This will start to neutralize its power over you. And it may take some time to do this. Some people can do it very quickly. Some people need much more time. That's fine. If it still has power over you and you know that it has power over you when you feel it, when you cry, when you are feeling the pain. And then all of a sudden what will happen is you're like, I can hear this and I don't feel anything. So it's just a story now. And it's part of my life, but now it's just a story. Then the other piece that you can also start looking at are the questions. If you're really seeing that you're concerned about attention or you're concerned about receiving attention or you're concerned about dating or you're concerned about leaving your marriage or you're concerned about being overly sexual, to look at and ask yourself these questions so that you start to really get in touch with what is actually going on inside of you, what you're actually really worried about. And to really get inside of this is so important so that you don't keep hitting a wall with your weight. Get it out on paper, ask yourself these questions so that you can neutralize all the power. And then you can keep on the path of losing weight. So when I see women who ask themselves these important questions, when I'm asking these questions and we're doing this work around safety and love and protection and nurturing, and they feel empowered and strong in this area, then what I often see is this, instead of this resistance, it's this letting go, then they keep losing weight. A lot of times there's resistance to doing this and I get it, but being in action is where you're gonna really see the results. So thank you all so much for being so brave and asking me to share this information with you, to talk about this personal information, trauma, abuse, sexual abuse, sexual trauma. It's a big topic um, and it is 100% linked to weight. I love you writing on it. I love you looking at this. I love you spending some time really looking at any of these situations that are still playing out in your life and how you can navigate through it so they just don't have the power over you. And don't stop you from being this amazing, incredible, beautiful, passionate, thriving you that you deserve to be in your life. Don't let anything get in the way. So focus on it, write about it, do the work, and you will find that it will start to dissipate in your life. All right, everybody, sending you so much love, so much joy. Have an amazing week, and I will talk to all of you soon. Mwah! Bye, everybody.